to my affectionate Hellsiders. This is Cherokee McAnally, head of Tumblr Entertainment, and doing my best. And I'm Lauren Chippen, professional writer and person who is constantly freaking out over video games. And this is Dashboard Diaries, a podcast for you. The folks who are in this internet bunker with us. We talk about what's going on on our favorite hell site, get into what we like to call tumble lore, do phantom deep dives, and share the times when we've gone feral over a new ship. This week, we will be going all in on the Sandman, and we have a very special guest and Sandman super fan, Kate Holderness, who is our head of editorial at Tumblr. But first, we are going to dive right on into uh, my Supernatural update this week. For those of you uh, who are just joining us, I have been watching, I have not watched Supernatural before, and I watch a new episode every week and just give a quick little recap. So yeah, what's going on? I'm on season one, episode three. I don't know the name of this episode, but I called it Lake Boy. And <laughs> <laughs> I just do like a stream of consciousness, kind of my thoughts through the episode. So I'm going to take you all through. My first thing is, you know, I, fi- I figured out the formula of the show. And here's the thing. Shaky camera work means a demon is afoot. So watch out, watch out for that. When the camera's shaking, there's a hand in the laken. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, that didn't work, but I, I went for it. No, I, I like it. I like it. I like that you committed. Uh, and then the next one I say, oh my gosh, this is a Wisconsin lake. I was just at a Wisconsin lake. Wonder if the demon was there. You know, I hope not. Oh, I think you didn't at, have any bad encounters. Now. No, I didn't. That's good. Um, That's good. Now have realized that the whole plot of this season is them looking for their dad and finding ghosties along the way. And I just mm. think that's like the idea of, you know, like when you're on a cross country road trip or like a long road trip and you're like, can we stop for snacks? And everyone's like, no, we just stopped for snacks. But instead it's like Dean or Sam being like, can we stop for this demon? And the other one's like, I don't know, man, we're pretty busy right now. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's the whole show. <laughs> I love this show. Uh, And then my next thing is just a quote that Sam said to Dean because Dean is like hitting on this like woman and he says like, oh, like I love children. And Sam is like, you don't know any children. And so he goes, he says to Dean, like name three children that you even know. And obviously (laughs) Dean does not know. And I just really was like, oh, this is funny. I like this. (laughs) And the next thing I said, I went to type supernatural cast because I still don't know which is Dean and which is Sam. I'm getting there. I'm 50%. I'm right 50% of the time. Uh, But I accidentally typed supernatural cats and fell down a whole separate (laughs) rabbit hole uh, there. And it was just a lot of like stuff about how uh, like I found. And so I found this post of Misha Collins being interviewed and talking about uh, Castiel, and he says, which we will reblog to dashboarddiaries.tumblr.com. And he says, "What?" A- the question in this interview is, what animal do you think Castiel would have? And uh, Misha says, I think it should be a cat, because then we'd have that clever play on words with Castiel. So Castiel with his feline Castiel, which I friggin' love, obviously. You and Misha on the same wavelength. <laughs> And then he goes, I think there's just something kind of endearing about a middle-aged man in a trench coat petting a cat and then occasionally pulling it out an angel blade and stabbing someone. Maybe a hairless cat? (laughs) Uh, The comment is, Phyllis is canon. I don't know who Phyllis is. I can't wait to find out. I'm assuming it's Castiel's cat. And then... (laughs) 
I my final thing that I wrote down for the episode obviously is a pun. Uh, duh. And so in this episode, we have a little a little ghosty demon boy pulling people to the depths of a lake to their death. Um, and so I I said that he's seizing the day sees and like the water and he's seizing them okay anyway episode episode three lake boy let's go let's go incredible update thank you i live for these updates so today we have a sandman expert with us tumblr's very own head of editorial kate holderness uh and she is also the host of the big week on tumblr podcast which comes out every friday I believe. uh, And you can get wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much, Kate, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I can't wait to talk about my deep obsession with the Sandman. So just to start off, first moment, first reaction, the second you turned Sandman on, go. I had to pause it 30 seconds in to internally scream (laughs) at a minor character who just was on the screen for like a fraction of a second. Oh, tell us what character. His name is Martin Tinbones, and he will be coming back in, this is just going to be so spoilery, but there's going to be a storyline with Barbie, um, and Martin Tinbones is featured in it. And he's just like an animal gremlin kind of looking guy, and I love him. Oh, incredible. (laughs) As you've been, as you've watched, I mean, first, how long did it take you to watch Sandman? Did you spread it out or all at once? It, no, 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 no. I, uh, <laughs> it took me, how long are the episodes? Because it took me about that long to watch. Yeah, I basically, I did, I did watch, um, I watched the first five episodes the day it came out and then the next five episodes the following day. And then there was a, an, a, a special, an 11th episode that just dropped. Um, and I watched that the second that I woke up and saw that. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> and as a Sandman super fan, uh, as, as you've been watching the show and watching also the Tumblr community, which I'm sure you've been. Uh, have you been engaged in the Sandman Tumblr community for as long as you've been on Tumblr? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I I started reading the Sandman comics in 1999, um, so I've been in the fandom for a very very long time, and it's it's a series that like I revisit every year. I reread it at least once a year. I get something different out of it every time I read it and it's just a it's a really special work of literature to me like I and I think to everyone who's read it you know it it's it's just it's really good and um so I was really really excited to hear that Neil Gaiman you know was going to be so involved in all of the casting and the scripting and the production for the Netflix series he's he's been very protective about how his work get adapted and knowing that he was going to be involved made me cautiously optimistic about about the series and the adaptation and um I could not be more thrilled with it it is it is and what are those initial reactions that you're seeing from the Tumblr community around Sandman both those who are you know existing fans and know everything about Sandman and those who have also just kind of entered into the fandom with this with this show 
Yeah, it's been fascinating to watch ever since they started, you know, teasing the casting, you know, all the casting announcements, um, everyone flipped out, you know, like, oh my God, like, that's death. And like, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer is just like the most perfect casting. And, and seeing new fans come into the tags, it's, it's so funny to me, knowing, knowing where it's going, knowing what this story is, knowing, you know, these minor characters are going to be coming back Mm. in a major way, certain things like that. Like, it is delightful to me to see new fans, to see their theories, to see their ships. Like, it's just, I think, I think everyone who's an old fan of the, of the comics is really getting a lot of delight, kind of welcoming new fans into the universe. Was there a significant, like, Sandman fandom on Tumblr prior to the TV show coming out? I think I think it's safe to say yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a beloved like acclaimed um you know, comic book series and of course Neil Gaiman being active on Tumblr, you know, there's right. naturally going to be an overlap um there and and you know, I was definitely part of the community before the Netflix adaptation was ever announced. What was your favorite scene that that you saw come to life and was it the scene that we're both thinking about? Okay, this is such a difficult thing because the adaptation is so accurate to the source material, like like scene for scene, dialogue for dialogue. There are scenes that are just incredible. It was I did love, and Cherokee, you know this. I did love seeing Death chuck a loaf of bread at Dream and <laughs> tell him off for being a pathetic little meow meow, and and that. That was delightful. It was so in character. That w- that's pretty up there. But there, there's so many just little moments, little teases, little one little scenes that that just mean the world to me. I think. Does that happen in the comic? Her checking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. The the only disappointment I have, and and I think I want to say Neil Gaiman like addressed this, or I, I saw a lot of posts about this. But in the in the comic, she chucks the bread. It's like a baguette at his head, and there's this iconic panel of bread bouncing off of Morpheus's head with a little bip, <laughs> and and so we didn't get the bip, mm. but we got the bread chucking. We got the fat pigeons line. And that episode, The Sound of Her Wings, um, it was it was really impactful. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's an issue from the comics that, you know, is kind of a standout issue um, and has been for, for years. It means so much to everyone. It's it's again, it's about death, but but in a really kind of um, like wholesome, uplifting way. If that makes sense. So oh, that totally. it was really special to see that episode. Yeah. I think that was, as somebody who was coming to the Sandman with very little prior knowledge, that was, I think, one of my favorite episodes for sure. And coming off of the heels of the diner episode, which <laughs> um, like that, that one, two punch in the comic books was a lot, but seeing it on the screen, it was like, we, we needed, we needed the sound of her wings after the diner episode for sure. Yeah. I saw I saw a post which I'm now obviously struggling to find in my disaster uh, that is my likes folder, uh, but there was uh, I saw someone say like I would be pissed off if death came to sweep me to like the eternal embrace and her emo brother was just standing there in the corner like <laughs> <laughs> he 
is the most, he's the most emo. And one of, one of my favorite things that I've seen on Tumblr is like, so we're all familiar with the concept of a blurbo or like a poor little meow meow oh, yeah. war criminal. And, and seeing everyone, all these new fans fully embracing Morpheus as like just a wet boy, just a <laughs> absolute dripping emo, like piece of shit. He's the worst. Wet sack of a man. <laughs> new, new, new boy just dropped. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, exactly. And Lauren, I saw that you wrote uh, in our in our little episode outline: "Dream a Tumblr sexy man or per, or a poor little meow meow." So, big question there. Yeah. yeah. That was my singular question for sort of the <laughs> because I, I think he he does have I I feel like if this were a different year he would be a Tumblr sexy man but I do think he is a poor little meow meow and I'm curious to get your take. I 100% think that he is a poor little meow meow. He he yeah. is just a sad petulant child <laughs> and <laughs> and like and that kind of changes but kind of doesn't change it's a whole thing um oh boy I, I do think yeah I do think in previous years he could have been a sexy man it's but it's been interesting to see the thirst for the Corinthian he oh. has been the standout sexy yeah. man so far which was kind of inevitable but also like just wrong <laughs> So yeah, he's he's eye candy. Am I right? Oh. <laughs> I was the moment you said it, I was like revving up. I could see your face. I was like, a pun is coming. I know this. <laughs> I do. I do have to read just so the the little game I have for us later is match the tag to the character. And there were two tags that came up for the Corinthian that I couldn't use for the game because they're so obviously him. But I do want to read them now because they're very funny. One was. His insane gay serial killer vibes are impeccable, which is true. And then the one that like made me bark laughed when I read it was nibble me with your eye teeth, sir. <laughs> oh, that's big. Thanks. I hate it vibes. hundred <laughs> percent. And I would also like to follow up with some uh, questions that were submitted for Neil Gaiman. We're doing a Sandman uh, answer time on the Netflix Tumblr today. Neil Gaiman is taking an adventure and venturing to answer questions on a whole new account. Big day. Uh, and so I was sifting through the questions and there were just so many eye teeth related ones. Uh, so I'll just read the highlights. Obviously, they were all from Anon. I wonder, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I have a question about the Corinthians' eye teeth. Does he ever brush them? He ever grab three straws and a little umbrella for fun? If the Corinthian has three mouths and Matthew has two wings, did Morpheus anticipate how many people would want to bone the Corinthian? <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's a serial killer. He's a literal nightmare serial killer. He's got a little something, something, though. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> got a little bite to him. <laughs> it's going to be like this the whole episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. I'm just, I'm just getting started. I wrote notes down. <laughs> I also dropped in a post um, about, uh, about Dream literally being a large meow meow at times. Uh, which is also super relevant to the Dream of a Thousand. Is it Dream of a Thousand Cats is the episode that that just premiered, which I have started and am very excited to finish at the end of work today. Yeah, yeah. I have yet to see it, but I'm excited. 
Okay, then I won't go over too many spoilers from it. But but yeah, uh, you know, so Dream, um, the character Dream of the Endless, um, most of the time we see them, he's an anthropomorphic personification of the concept of dreams. But he, his appearance changes, his 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 body change, like he he is how others perceive him and think mm. of him um, in the way that, that all of the, the family of endless are, they're kind of, they're based on belief. They're based on how they're being defined by others, which is like kind of a running theme in the series. But so yeah, at, at a couple of points, uh, dream is a gigantic big meow meow. And we love him for it. I do have one question for you, Kate, because I, I, I've dived deep in the tags, but like obviously I'm still kind of, you know, finding my way through the Sandman. And you mentioned sort of seeing new fans come in and have ships. And I am curious, like, what what are your big ships, if any? What ships have you seen fans like glomming onto? That's a really good question. I, I'm honestly surprised I haven't seen more people shipping Joanna Constantine with Morpheus. I kind of expected that to happen, um, and I haven't seen as much as I expected to, which is very interesting and also right and correct. (laughs) There are some things that we are going to see in future seasons. Um, You you meet a character briefly as Dream is approaching Lucifer as he's going through hell. The, the demon who's leading him through hell leads him past this cave where, where there's a woman named Nada. Um, and yeah. she, she comes back. Uh, she, she's important. That's a, that's a big ship. Mm. And there are a couple ships with characters that we have not met yet that like I'm very excited to see. The, the, the dream hobgabling, hobgadling ship uh, very, very much been a ship for decades. Uh, so glad okay, to see. Okay, I was see. curious about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people have been shipping Dream and Hob for for ages. A centuries uh, old ship, if uh, if you will. Indeed, indeed, exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad to see those shippers getting you know their just dues. Oh yeah, they got a lot of material to work with from the TV show. Yeah, definitely. And and Hob comes back. You'll you'll see Hob again. And with that, I think we are. Perhaps ready to play our Sandman game? Let's do it. I'm I'm game. A <laughs> <laughs> hey. Lauren. All right. So when I was scrolling through the Sandman tag, I did, of course, see a lot of really great tags reacting to beloved characters. It's a it sort of tried and true genre of Tumblr tag, and I thought it'd be fun to read you some of these tags and have you guess the character. For some of them, I'll give you like a like an like a choice. Like it's going to be between you know one of two characters got it i think this this first one's a little bit of a a little bit of a layup i want to grab this pathetic wet little meow meow blorbo and use him to mop up my dirty floor <laughs> that was that that's definitely dream that is dream you are correct <laughs> but also extremely relatable and same all right now is this corinthian or lucifer if evil why pretty i mean it could be both but i'm gonna go with corinthian Okay. Cherokee, do you have a guess? Corinthian. It is Corinthian. You are correct. Here's here's another one that's 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 uh I'm gonna give you the options of Lucifer or Death. And the tag is, oh, something very bisexual just happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is another really tough one. I oh 
I gotta go with Lucifer. And I'm gonna go with death. It is Lucifer. Kate, you are you are nailing this. <laughs> I mean, Lucifer is one of my favorite characters in the entire series. And there was also a spin-off series um, about Lucifer written by Mike Carey. And I am a Lucifer stan. Sorry, Tom Ellis, that one? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it is the same character, right? I'm, so I'm obsessed with okay, uh, Tom so, Ellis' Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, that it's a little controversial because Yes, in theory, the Lucifer show is based on the spinoff Lucifer series, but they are drastically different. Mm, Interesting. Drastically Mm. different. Pretty much the only thing they have in common is that Lucifer owns a nightclub. Oh, okay. I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's a different, you know, it's a a multiverse Lucifer. Like, that's just a different Lucifer's and... Lucifer in a different part of the multiverse. I love right. the game and cinematic universe. Oh, so good. It's expansive. It really is. Yeah. All right. I've got two more tags for you. And your two options are Dream and Corinthian. Uh, the first one is want to put like a cone of shame on him or something. Fucking freak. <laughs> and the other tag is I want to crunch on him like a saltine. <laughs> I love this website. <laughs> <laughs> the saltine one has got to be dream. Cherokee? Yeah, I think the saltine one has got to be dream. And I feel like cone of shame because Corinthians going around biting people. That's what you do, right? With cones of shame. That's Stop fighting. Fair. Very good reasoning. It's actually the opposite. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay. Someone I wants do... to crunch on the Corinthian like a saltine and put dream in a cone of shame. <laughs> to be fair... Dream absolutely deserves the cone of shame. Yes. <laughs> and Corinthian is crunchy as a person. That's and true. Yeah. yeah. So those are just some of my favorite tags. I love it. I love it. People will be feeling all sorts of emotions about these characters. Yeah. I have never <laughs> articulated things so specifically uh, and like viscerally as Tumblr users or like Tumblr fans do in the tags. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They it's really nail it consistently. I, it's so accurate yet so specific. I, I want to crunch on him like a saltine is something I'm definitely adopting into my reactions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have a little game as well. Uh, I called it the Neil Gaiman. Um, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> yep Yep. Yep. that checks out so and this is perfect so the question here is which of these posts did neil gaiman not yet reblog and for all of our listeners here i'm going to read out options a b c and d a few of them have photos so i'll describe the photo and then you can take a gander to see them irl so the first one is from Teenage Criminal Mastermind. It's two of the first shots of Dream that you see in episode one. And the caption is, these two shots alone are going to launch enough thirst to fill a thousand ships. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fair. (laughs) Post number two is is a long one, but it's worth it, folks. 
from Beggar's Opera, who said, Tumblr folk are so patient with each other. I don't remember why I followed half of you people, and every day I scroll past discourse from someone who's moved fandoms, ranting about some show I've never heard of in incomprehensible shorthand, like WC slash YT shippers from ZZNMHP just don't understand why Gyra of the North couldn't retrieve the aggro crag from the malignant swamp, <laughs> completely untagged, and I'm just like... Image of Eric Andre. Cheers, I'll drink to that, bro. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Incredible. (laughs) The next photo is uh, a photo of, gosh, what is this? Is this from the Elton John film? I think it's Carpool Karaoke. It's Carpool Karaoke of, yeah, okay, right. Taron Edgerton and and Richard Madden from (laughs) Rocketman. Okay, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, and so we have Taryn, full uh, rockin' man, rocket, rockin' man, (laughs) rocket manned out uh, with like a feather boa, and that is Desire. And then next to him, we have, remind me of the actor's name. Richard Madden. Richard Madden. We have Richard Madden, uh, just like dressed in all black, and it says dream. Uh, And so... You can you can get that mental photo there. And the <laughs> caption says, I had to. And then <laughs> option D is a photo of our our poor little meow meow dream looking very, you know, wet boy. Mm-hmm. And the caption is, look at how disgruntled, look at how miserable he looks. A disgruntled cat. I want to cave his head in with a baguette. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so, so I have to pick the one that Neil Gaiman has not yet shared? Yes. Oh my Neil goodness. Gaiman has shared all but one of these. Okay. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, this is actually really hard. This is tough. I'm almost... I would not be surprised in the least if he has already reblogged option C, which mm. is the dream and desire uh, one. Mainly because, like, that is a perfect encapsulation of their relationship. <laughs> um, like, the, the sibling dynamics there are a little complicated. Uh, and Dream definitely looks at Desire like that. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rule out C. I'm going to rule out D as well, the, the look how miserable he looks. Just because <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Neil knows knows that his dream is a disgruntled cat. Mm-hmm. So, okay, okay. Oh, this is really hard. Um, the option B, the Tumblr folk are so patient, like that is just too relatable for him not to have reblogged. So I'm going to go with option one, which is the thirst one. I was going to say the exact same thing, actually. So option A, final answer. Yeah, I think I think option A, final answer for me. Drum roll. It's C, actually. Really? Yeah. The Dream and Desire no post. We'll tag Neil Gaiman in it when we reblog it. Maybe he hasn't seen it yet. That that's the oh. only explanation for him not reblogging it, is that he hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> that is fascinating to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So oh. Neil Gaiman uh, co-signs your, your thirst, Tumblr users. Yeah. <laughs> he respects you and it, appreciates you heard it. it here, you heard it here, thirst. Oh. <laughs> oh. I will say, it's just, people are just going to keep getting thirstier for Dream. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that.
So this is the fun segment where we dig dig back into our archives uh, and become, you know, little Tumblr archaeologists and find find posts that we've made back in the day. So, Kate, do you have a post that you made on and around today, which is today is August 22nd? Uh, sure. So I, I was looking back at my archive, which is extensive. I've been on Tumblr since 2012. Um, and so I went pretty far back and there's a lot of cringe there, which I don't care about because I don't believe in cringe anymore. Yes. <laughs> but I did find a post from August 23rd, 2013 that says, and it's just a text post. And all it says is, all I want right now is for someone to bring me food. Is that too much to ask? And years later, Almost, what, nine years later? Still relatable. I stand by that. All I want is somebody to bring me food. Yeah. Is that so much to ask? I don't think so. It's a simple request. (laughs) That's so relatable. (laughs) What about y'all? I uh, jumped back to 2015, so not so long ago, um, and found a very sort of interesting time capsule of a moment in time in August of 2015, which was the whole Berenstain Berenstein thing. So the I Mandela effect. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I reblogged this post um, that was sort of started as a link from the AV Club of an article, or it actually started as an AV Club post of an article explaining sort of this thing that that was now being talked about on the internet of the proof of the multiverse and sort of everybody freaking out. And I remember reblogging this and being like, wait. Am I being punked? Like, is that is this like a something that got posted to the AV Club that's actually supposed to be the Onion? Like, this can't be right. Um, so if you were around the internet in, in 2015, that was a real that was a real moment in time, and I, I guess it sort of made it made made its way all the way to my Tumblr. I 100% remember it as Berenstein, not Berenstain. Same. Yeah. Same. Same. What's the deal? Can't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Can't, t- can't, up. I won't change my mind. Nope. Can't convince me. <laughs> what about you, Cherokee? It's funny because my, I, I picked a few and I will, I do have a bonus post that is just so funny and relevant, but I Ooh. also have one that is from 2015. That was also a moment in 2015. And the post itself is funny, but the caption is even funnier for this day and age. Um, so this is uh, around that <laughs> joyous 2016 election. I don't know if anyone remembers <laughs> it. Um, but this is when uh, D's Nuts got 9% of the vote in the North Carolina primary. <laughs> 9%? 9%. Oh, I've never been so proud of my husband. <laughs> And the comment is 2015 has been such a such a ride. Like if you if I showed 2014 me this, I would have screamed. And you know what? I just think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. For 2022. Oh yeah. In retrospect, <laughs> boy oh boy. <laughs> Everything happens so much. Everything happens. So Everything. Much. Gosh, bet truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> I like want that on a cross stitch. Oh, you can get that. Just go to Etsy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. Uh, and my, my other post is from 2016. And this is with my boy, Jeremy Allen White. Uh, I don't know Incredible. if any, any of our listeners since episode one knows that I uh, am a big fan of uh, him and his character in, in the Hulu show, The Bear, or the FX show on Hulu, The Bear. Uh, but this is just a like image of him from Shameless. Uh, he's wearing a shirt that says, fuck you, you fucking fuck. And it's just like, 
just a, like a screen cap. And I reblogged that and I was like, you know what? I'm glad my, my thirst level has stayed level for, for, Jer- for, you know, friend Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. You know, it's good to know yeah. that we, we are consistent people. Exactly. You know, that's important. Even when everything is happening so much. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Allen White is always hot. Because that is, or we have this, at least we have that constant for us. Uh, so I think we're ready to dive into our feels corner and Let's talk about do it. what's got us in our feels this week. Starting with uh, with you, Kates. What what are you what are you feeling this week, Sandman or otherwise? Especially because you just so, came back from two weeks offline, right? So true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, I was forced to unplug uh, for vacation, which was incredible, but also like difficult. Mm. But but while I was on vacation. I finally read a book that I had been putting off for a long time because it's like 800 pages and I read it and finished it over vacation and I have a lot of feels about it. And it's called The Priory of the Orange Tree Ooh. by Samantha Shannon and it's really good and it's pretty gay and I love that for everyone involved. Nice. <laughs> Sold. It's a great title. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's this, it's this like, epic about it's kind of like a a retelling of um the legend of saint george and the dragon sort Mm. of but not really but kind of and like really feminist like most of the characters are women um a lot of the characters are are not straight and that's great and it just i have a lot i have a lot of feelings about some of the ships from it and also about dragons. I think dragons are really cool. Yeah, dragons are really cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, to... 10 out of 10 read. Um, I've, I've had a bunch of friends be like, Kate, you need to read this book. It's been out for a couple years now, and I just have not gotten around to it. Um, it was really, really good. It was really good. Well, I'm, uh, I'll have to read that next because I just started The Eye of the World, which I know oh. you also are a fan of, Kate. Oh man, talk about like decades long fandom. <laughs> I've been in the Wheel of Time fandom since like 1994. <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. That's another very good adaptation. I was going to say ne- next season, uh, when the next season comes out and we do a Wheel of Time episode, we'll have to have you back on to talk about it. Oh my yeah. God, please, because yeah. I'm going to have so many feelings about a couple of the characters that are going to be introduced next season. Ooh, oh, I'm excited. I always do this in reverse where I fall in love with a show and I'm like, I need to read everything so that I know what happens because I can't just leave this with season one, yes. uh, which is exactly what happened with Wheel of Time. I was like, what happens next? Guess what? I get to find out. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> how, how far are you into the book? Um, they are still like in their village. Just, okay, I'm, but, still but, but, well, okay. So I have a problem where when bad shit happens, I close a book and walk away from it. It takes me time to come back. So uh, the Trollocs have just arrived. And I was like, oh, don't like that. And I turned it off and I started a league of their own. So (laughs) or turned it off. I turned my Kindle off. And (laughs) Uh, you're going to be taking a lot of breaks. Yeah, a lot of breaks. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. I feel that. (laughs) So Lauren, what has you in your feels this week? It's funny you mentioned League of Their Own because that's been like the thing that I've just been obsessing over. And I haven't done the full deep dive into the Phantom Tag on Tumblr yet because I was avoiding it for spoilers. But just I, I watched the entire show. I finished it on Friday. It's Monday now. 
And it just like it gave me emotions that I haven't had around a TV show in so long. Like I just wanted to be watching it for like hours and hours and hours. And I cared about every character. And it was such a beautiful representation of queerness and and being like gender nonconforming and being a woman in the world and and friendship and romantic relationships and all these incredible things and so i was i was ready to just like talk about league of their own for probably way too long for phil's corner segment and then yesterday hbo max decided to drop drop 15 seconds of the last of us adaptation and i lost my whole mind (laughs) Because I, Last of Us and Last of Us 2 are two of my favorite video games of all time. I love Craig Mazin. Chernobyl is one of my favorite TV shows of the last couple of years. I love Pedro Pascal. Like, everything about it is so exciting to me. And they're taking so long to make it. It was supposed to be out in, like, two months. And now it's coming out in 2023. And the thing I've been sort of most nervous about is as much as I love Pedro Pascal, he's such a different type from Joel, the character he's playing in Last of Us, that I was like... I'm very curious to see his approach to, like, this character, especially this character's voice, which in video games is hugely important. And then in this tiny little preview that HBO released, he says one line, and I, like, ascended to a different plane because his voice is perfect, (laughs) he's perfect, everything's perfect. I don't know how I'm going to survive until 2023. So I am deep in my feels on Last of Us right now. I mean, you and all of Tumblr, it sounds like, because it has been nonstop trending since that clip went out, and everyone is freaking out. Yeah. Joel and Ellie are, like, maybe one of my favorite, like, non-ship relationships of, like, all Mm. media. Like, their, like, found family dynamic is truly just the best. So that's got me in my feels. Cherokee, what about you? Well, I have to say, my answer is a league of their own. Perfect. I watched it this weekend. I watched, I like watched it so straight through that I gave myself a headache. But I was like, I gotta know what happens. I gotta. <laughs> it, I just, I like can't even pick which character specifically I love the most because mm-hmm. they're all amazing and they all like have such rich, you know, multi-layered storylines. And like, I cared so deeply all about them. And that last like final scene or like that last final big moment in the finale, like it just got me. I was crying. I was inconsolable, but in like such a good way. Oh my God. It was so, I really just, what, what a like, you know, when you're watching something and you're like, wow, everyone who was a part of this just cared so deeply about it. Yes, I felt that. Yeah. So yeah. what you're saying is I need to watch this series immediately. Immediately. Yes. Okay. Immediately. 100, 100%. Could I not recommend it more. I will say I, I also was crying a lot through a lot of the show. And this is not this is not a specific spoiler, but literally the last like two seconds of the finale, I comically gasped. Like I went, <gasps> like it's such a, there's such a turn right at the very, very end. That has okay. me like, how fast can they make a second season? So yeah. Oh, I love that. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Okay. I will be. I will be watching that tonight. <laughs> I like. I was looking through the uh, the posts on the League of Their Own tab, and the I found. I'm of course I didn't like it or can't find it in my likes, but I will so that we can reblog it. And it, it essentially was like. Uh, the League of Their Own movie is a movie about baseball with a gay subtext, and A League of Their Own show is a gay show with a baseball subtext. And <laughs> that is like, so true. Love that. Yes. Sold. I'm sold on that. That is so true. <laughs> Kate, do you want to tell people where they can find you online? 
Oh, sure. Uh, so my primary blog is adulthoodisokay.tumblr.com. I love that. And um, you can find me on Twitter, which I'm not really like super active on, but I do have Twitter. It's at um, Katesish, C-A-T-E-S-I-S-H. Thank you so much, Kates, for being on. And I'm Lauren Chippen, and you can find me at thelaurenchippen.tumblr.com. And I'm Cherokee McAnally, and you can find me at chero.tumblr.com. This has been Dashboard Diaries, and... May our nons always be loving. Your dash always refresh. Your gifts always be loading. And your ships always canon. May the fixer reading always be finished. And the answers you seek always in the tag. Thanks for scrolling with us.